with so much love and respect. Welcome to the Luke Adler Healing Podcast, where we turn pain into power and get down to what really matters, the love we share and the love we grow. This is for those who want to connect to their hearts and the hearts of everyone they love more deeply. I'm your host, Luke Adler, and I'm honored to share my passion for deep, integral shadow work, spirituality, meditation, ultimately creating space for all that we are. Let's get it. Meditation. Meditation is one of my life's greatest companions. I started meditating when I was 13, and I have been meditating since. So, gosh, almost 30 years of practice. And it's one of the main tools I use for my own self care, my own growth, my healing, my well being. And it's something I've been teaching formally for the last 10, maybe 10, 12 years now tracking time, as it were. I am so excited to talk to you about meditation. I have a retreat coming up in a few weeks. Uh, the Roaring Heart Meditation Retreat up the Mackenzie River near Belknap Hot Springs. Got a beautiful lodge that I've rented. And a great group of people that have been coming together, some for, some for 10 years more since I've been teaching, some people who are newer. But um, the practice is always profoundly deep. I dedicate the first day or two just to teaching the method itself. And then I'll bring in more advanced teachings, more nuanced teachings on the practice, how to do it successfully at home, how to replicate the experience that you have on retreat. This episode of the Luke Adler Healing Podcast, I want to answer a couple questions. The first is why meditate? Um, why even start meditating? Why Why is that uh, something you might want to do? To answer that question, we really have to consider a bigger context, which is why are you here? Why are you alive? In a certain sense, what is your purpose for being here? And you know, my take on that, having done a lot of deep spiritual work uh, consciously since I was a young teenager, um, and you know, I think we are all always doing that, is that we are here, human beings, we're here to grow, we're here to heal, we're here to evolve, and we're here to help each other do that, um, consciously or otherwise. And um, the journey of life is set up in a way for us to confront our lessons, the things that we individually as souls need to learn in order to grow and heal and support others to do that. Um, there's, a, I think, a kind of design, say the universal design or of our own design, um, how our lives are structured for us to have ourselves reflected to us, namely in relationship. Uh, nature will do that for us, but I think the, the fastest way to grow is relationship. So how is that related to meditation? 
that's the object of this podcast, this episode. Um, let's see. Well, I'd say that meditation, a deep practice, what I teach, a deep form of meditation, not a form of concentration or focus or relaxation, which is often confused for meditation. Oh, go meditate on that, meaning go focus on that, think about that. When I use the word meditation, I'm talking about moving from the surface state of awareness, your waking state, through your subconscious into your unconscious and beginning to hover and even, if you will, kind of slip into or penetrate into or melt into is a metaphor that I use, melt into this deeper or deepest state of awareness, which in Sanskrit, the word we use is Turiya, T-U-R-I-Y-A, the Turiya state, the state that witnesses all states. The metaphor of that is that when you when you wake up, what is it within you or what place within you is aware enough to still be able to report to you the content of your dreams? There's something that never sleeps. There's some place, some part, some core within you that is always awake or aware. And we hear that word awake, oh, it sounds very spiritual, that sounds very... Uh, trendy, very Ram Dass-like, and um, it has that stigma, but what all the great teachers were pointing to is that there is something that is literally awake that doesn't sleep. And that awareness, that wakefulness, that witnessing of life is, um, in some ways, I'd say the beginning of deep meditation. That's where we begin to locate ourselves. Why is it benefit? How does it benefit us to do that? Why, why is it useful to bring our awareness from the surface of our being to our, our deepest sense of being and even beyond that? Well, here's my take on it. If, if we're here to grow, we're here to learn, and we're here to heal, then the most effective way to do that is to become more aware. And awareness gives us several benefits. One is it expands our ability to perceive and see and hear and smell and take in information. The deeper within ourselves that we're coming from or relating from and to the world, the deeper we're going to be able to see into what's in front of us, whether that's a relation, relationship or a relational issue or just the beauty of nature the deeper we go within ourselves, the deeper we can kind of see into reality. So meditation becomes a life tool that, that allows us to see more deeply into life, to feel what's underneath various intentions that might be coming our way from others. You could say it makes you more intuitive which again has this kind of spiritual connotation, but it, in a certain sense, it just makes you more here. You become more present to all the dimensionalities of what's here in life, whether that's in business with your children, parents, 
coworker, partner, you start to be able to tune in to what people are feeling deeper down, even more deeply than they themselves might be aware. Because as you meditate more, you become more anchored in your own depth. You're able to just very naturally feel into the depth of anything or anyone. And I wouldn't necessarily call that intuitive. Many might. I would just say that's where you are. That's where you be. That's where your life is being generated from, from depth to surface. So I'll outline that that idea of surface um, to depth a little bit more. If you haven't heard it before, it might seem a little confusing, but if we're looking at kind of traditional psychology, which is a good metaphor to look at in the beginning, and then we'll make it a little more um, energetic and esoteric. We could say that your wakeful state is one where your eyes are open, you're breathing, and your senses are activated, and you're tuned in to form. You know, right now I have a table in front of me. That table is white. My computer uh, is silver. It's metal. I have a, a cup of tea that it has a black cap to it. So it's round. You know, I'm describing the form and the shapes and the, the mass and the matter around me. That's a description of the wakeful state or the waking state. But as soon as I close my eyes, which I guess I'll do now, I'll close my eyes and everything um, goes dark. I, I, I'm not aware. I mean, I know these things are in front of me, but I don't see them anymore. I'm not perceiving them with my eyes. I can still hear my voice but I'm starting to become more aware of what I'm feeling um, in my body. I feel a little tension in my upper back, my lower back, and so I can take a breath and just slow down a little bit. So just the beginning of closing eyes is this turn of attention. So with my eyes open, all of my awareness is pouring out into the world. But as soon as I close my eyes, all of that power and energy that wants to move outward begins to move inward. It begins to move inside of me. And I become aware of the level of sensation and feeling in my body. So a, a, a powerful meditation technique or one that would allow me to transcend or traverse from the surface, the waking state, to kind of the beginning of, of, of an inward state would, would help me navigate from that top level all the way down to, we could say, that transcendental depth, which is where form disappears, memory disappears, th even thought starts to subside, and even feeling itself is absent and all that's there is just the experience of being itself just energy and life and even just a pulsation of of energy that's not necessarily physical it becomes more non-physical or energetic and in psychology you could say you move from the you know the waking state to the the subconscious places you're not aware of to the unconscious the places that are kind of buried within you and then to the, the self of all the, the witness state
So in the meditative traditions, the Sanskrit traditions, the Vedic traditions that I'm a part of, um, we would say that the surface state is the the kind of we use the word gross reality. It's not gross like, ooh, that's sick. It's more like here's the surface of shapes and um, you know, colors, etc., sense to the more subtle level of reality just underneath that, where there might be some thought and some feeling or some memory. So that's that second level, which is a little more subtle. And then there's a level that's even subtler than that, where you don't have really thought, memory. There's You begin to feel some of that spiritual energy that, that is fueling the whole picture of life. So a little bit of that starts to surge up through that third level of, of subtlety. So that's like the basis of not only your physical life force, but your spiritual life force. There's a, a force that is, is you know, sustaining the physical that is uh, being kind of the, the anchor into depth. And then between that third, that like the second level of subtlety to the, the, uh, the, most, the most subtlest, that Turiya state, the, 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 just the beginning of the witness, but also the, the energy that's teeming and churning with vitality. In Sanskrit, sometimes we use the word shakti. And again, there's a lot of popularity around this word now, but it's basically denotes the, 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 the power that animates life. Again, physical and spiritual, non-physical. So as awareness becomes more and more um, through more meditation, essentially what we're practicing is that traverse. How do you how do you navigate? You know, on a journey, um, you could think of it like climbing a mountain or descending a mountain or maybe going into a cave or down into a cave. What equipment do you need? Um, how do you make that journey safely? How do you actually? make that journey at all? How do you take a step that actually gets you somewhere as opposed to just walking around the entrance of the cave or walking around the base of the mountain and thinking, hey, I've climbed the mountain or I've, I've been in that cave, but you've really just been around it or kind of walked around the, the inner, you know, the, the kind of just past the threshold of the, the cave of your own being and called it meditation. So the how is a very interesting question. Um, I've practiced several forms of meditation. Well, I guess many, but really only two that I, I would say are transcendental, meaning they can take they can actually take you from surface to depth. Um, and there are two different methods, and um, I think the the one that I teach now is probably the easiest to learn. I mean, it's definitely the easiest to learn. And I have taught, um, I've definitely taught hundreds, maybe a thousand people to meditate over the last 10 years. And, uh, you know, I think some of the benefits that are immediately uh, experienced, even after just a, um, uh, retreat you know a three four day retreat is of course the peace the inner peace is is almost instant you know a day or two of meditation 
um, you can touch that place of peace within yourself. But the peace and the stillness and the spaciousness inside that grows immediately um, is kind of astounding. I've taught people who I would say have you know obsessive compulsive tendencies, um, hypochondriac tendencies, and within one to three months, it's it's visible from the outside that this person is more peaceful, they're more centered, they're more settled. And those tendencies may still be there, but they don't predominate up through the surface. The individual has more say in how they bring themselves forward into the world. And um, there's, a, there's a place of peace, there's a place of stillness, there's a place of spaciousness that begins to grow within us as we meditate more and more. Within that space, there's room for greater discernment. We can make better choices around the food we eat, the people we spend time with, the kind of work we want to do, how we want to do the work that we want to do, the quality of relationships that we want to have in our lives. And it's in part for these reasons that I'm compelled to teach meditation. And part of this podcast is dedicated to meditation and shadow work. Um, and just healing in general, because I think meditation is one of the tools that it enhance, it enhances every other tool. If what we're here to do is to love, to create love and generate love, I, I, that's my belief, then how can we do that better? How can we keep refining it and improving it? Um, one of the ways that I know that that works is meditation because we can, we can still ourselves in a moment. We can still ourselves in a moment. I can get still and look at my beautiful daughters and, and just allow their voices to melt me and their beautiful features, their eyes and their hair. And it's not a superficial thing. It's, um, this poignancy that I can, it's a practice for me, I can settle into and just savor this beautiful moment I get with these gorgeous little people that are growing and knowing. Uh, it's not knowing so much that someday it will end. It's more that I feel it ending and beginning all the time. And I think, you know, why deep work is hard Sometimes, whether it's deep shadow work, deep healing work, breath work, meditation, is although it creates this connection to our our deepest um, our deepest core of of healing, love, peace, beauty, etc. It also connects us to the ephemeral nature of life, the the ever changing moment that can never be held onto. I think at some level we all resist we we all resist any activity that's going to um, break that open for us where we feel life slipping by, and of course the beautiful part of that is we also feel it being birthed. And I look at my my gorgeous children and my beautiful wife, and I feel my heart break 
breaking open and it feels so good. It also feels scary, but I can um, say one thing. I'm definitely fucking alive. And uh, that feels so much better than being numb than being numb. Of course, like anything, meditation can be used like a drug. It can be used to transcend our pain and our wounding to, you know, bypass, spiritually bypass things we need to really look at. And I'll save that for another episode that, that I could be a poster child for that. Um, to, had, had to do a lot of work to actually land back in my body after um, such profound meditation experiences as a young teenager and young adult where I, I wanted to become a monk and, um, you know, leave this world behind and renounce everything, um, live in an ashram, shave my head, you know, become a Swami. And, uh, I think, you know, my teacher wasn't doing that at the time. Guru Mahachid Vilasananda, uh, she wasn't making Swamis anymore. And her instruction was, you know, go be in the world and make a difference out there. So I, you know, I took her command and ran with it. And of course the universe found ways for me to, um, embrace living as a, uh, uh, you know, a man in the world with, um, responsibilities and a career and much to say about that. But, um, meditation had to morph for me. It had to change and it had to adapt to living in the world, which is what I've done. And it's what I teach. I teach people how to meditate so that they can be better parents, better children, better, you know, business people, better workers, better stewards of this beautiful earth and ultimately create more love for themselves, for the people they love to generate a little bit more than they had and to keep fueling this world on. So why should you meditate? Um, you meditate, so that you can embrace what hurts, so you can embrace heartbreak more in order to allow your heart to get bigger, to hold more, to be more here, present for people. Um, yes, you'll make more money, you'll be uh, better looking, you're, you'll um, make better decisions, you'll attract uh, you know, higher quality people in your life, all those surface things will improve because once the universe senses you moving towards uh, alignment, it will conspire uh, or maybe uh, not conspire so much, but reorganize itself to smooth out some of the um, things in your life so that you can kind of get aligned with this bigger picture and bigger purpose, which is to Im kind of improve the beauty and the flow of life here on earth. Um, that's not to say that we're absolved from karma or our life lessons, right? Our lessons are coming to us. They're here. And good Lord, they can be uh, more than overwhelming for long periods of time. So meditation doesn't kind of uh, absolve us or um, you know take us off the hook of what we're here to learn and grow around. Um, but it does assuage the intensity of such lessons. It can reduce the the impact of the things kind of heading our way or that we're heading towards. 
And for that, it's, of course, a wonderful and important tool. You know, I liken it to, for me at this point, and the way I teach it is, you know, you wake up, you brush your teeth, you take your shower, you wash your face. What are you doing on the interior of your being to cleanse yourself, to, you know, uh, reduce your stress, the tension in your nervous system, so that you can feel clear and focused as you move into life. So I think that's a good first, um, a good first take on why to meditate. And uh, I've given a couple teasers into my history and spiritual bypassing. I think that's some good content for later on. But if you are interested in meditating, um, I highly recommend coming to the Roaring Heart Meditation Retreat. I have one coming up in three weeks. I have one, I think it's in uh, September at Summer Lake Hot Springs. I do them about twice a year. That's really the best way to learn. You need to be immersed in the practice for three days to really get it and then replicate it at home and then get to know a you know, great community of people who practice and um, kind of fortify yourself with this, with this method so that you can, you know, streamline your life, get clear, get focused, put your heart into your life in the best possible way. Utilize your, your gifts, your precious time and energy for what matters most to you. And uh, it's my honor to teach it. And I love to teach. I think I'm a pretty good teacher. Um, you can come and tell me what you think. Lots of love to you. And uh, if you have any questions, you can email me, lukeadler108 at aol.com. Yes, I'm holding down AOL, baby, to the end of the internet. Um, and yeah, stoked to be here. Um, happy to, uh, to share, share what I've learned. Love. Love.